Hi, and welcome back to the Family Framing Podcast, where we explore the issues and solutions in the autism world with our very own board-certified behavior analyst, Andrea Matthews. Let's dive right into it. For today's question, I have a six-year-old son who doesn't like brushing his teeth, and it's a massive fight every morning and night. What are some tips and tricks that you can offer for this? Yeah, this is an interesting question. Um, or a dilemma. I think that my my first, if this was one of my clients and and I was doing assessment on this, my my first question would be, what does the routine look like? So, for example, um, is brushing teeth one of the first things they do after coming off of TV or iPad time or um, you know some other really really preferred activity? And so they're having to transition from a highly preferred activity to brushing teeth. And is that the problem? Um, is it the feel of the toothbrush? Uh, is it, uh, or, or is it one of these things where like brushing teeth is the last step in the routine and they know that they're gonna have to go to bed after that. And so, you know, we're, we're wanting to like fight going to bed. Um, so there's a couple different, you know, situations there that might affect my answer, and it's a little difficult to know from the from the question exactly what's going on here. And so, if it is the situation, the first one that you mentioned, where they're getting pulled away from playing a game on the iPad and having to go brush their teeth, obviously, I think anybody's child would at least put up a stink about that. That. Mm you know, I don't want to, I want to go do this. This isn't as fun as playing on the iPad. So what is like a way to help maneuver? Because you've got to go brush your teeth um, and you can't take your iPad into the bathroom. So what's, what's the next step there? Yeah. I mean, could you though, could you take the iPad in there? I mean that, and that's, that's going to be up to however you want to parent. Um, there have been many, many a kid where I've taught teeth brushing routines, um, and as long as they were doing part of the routine or allowing someone to help them do the routine, they were having access to some of their favorite videos. If that's the issue and, and the child doesn't like the feeling of a toothbrush, um, maybe the answer is pairing their favorite thing with getting their teeth brushed. Um, but if you're trying to transition from you know, TV time or iPad time, you know, you can't take the TV at least into into the bathroom. So let's run with that one. So we can't take the TV in there or video games or whatever they're doing um, into the bathroom. I would recommend that before the, before the routine starts, uh, letting them know, and this sounds like, you know, World War III going on here, maybe the child, the child is six, maybe the child is able to understand a little bit more, um, you know, first, then, and I would maybe use that kind of, uh, kind of language, and I'd be, I'd be like, okay, um, we're going to um, pause our uh, TV time, and we're going to go brush our teeth first, then we can have some more TV time for five minutes, or whatever it is. And so it's like, it, it becomes the reward for finishing brushing teeth. Um, and once again, you might still have, you know, a lot of upset initially about that the first couple of times before they realize like, oh, you know, like that's, that's okay, I can hurry and go brush my teeth really fast, and then I get five more minutes if I do a good job. And, and that can be 
you know, a good way to smooth things out. Yeah, absolutely. And what if the second scenario, what if it is the toothbrush and we're just like very uncomfortable? So we capture them quickly running in there, brushing like your front two teeth and then running back out and hopping back on the iPad because we did the request, brush your teeth, I get more time. Right. Right, but but they don't actually like the feel of the toothbrush in their mouth. And they're mouth. not really doing mm-hmm. a good job. They're not really mm-hmm. brushing their teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where this is where uh, I would want to know more information from the parent as well. Of like, is there a skill to uh, like that they're actually able to brush their teeth? Like, have you seen them do it before? Um, was it a reliable skill that like? yeah, for six months they showed me that they could brush their teeth perfectly or have they never been able to do that? If they've never been able to do that, then I would definitely recommend like some hand over hand, like like helping them hold the toothbrush and then you like having your hand over their hand that's holding the toothbrush and guiding them, them through the process of uh, brushing all of their teeth and around in their mouth until they can show you that they don't need you holding onto the toothbrush. Uh, that you can just be standing next to them or that you can be holding their elbow, then you can like, you know, be touching their shoulder while they do it, then you can just be in the room while they do it, then you can be out of the room while they, you know, and, and fade yourself back out and farther and farther away from them until they can prove that they actually have the ability to do it. Um, if it's a sensory thing, uh, you might be able to find really, really soft bristled uh, toothbrushes that would feel better. Um, and that would, once again, depend on like the sensory issue that would be there. Um, this one's a little less common, I think, for me, usually. Um, and, and but there's different I've, I've done programming like this before where where if the child is really resistant or it doesn't feel good pairing that with something that they really love I've had kids uh, you know really really tiny kids that really hate the feeling of, of a toothbrush uh, initially and they get to bring all of their favorite toys uh, to the sink with them and they're playing with the toys while their parent is helping them do a tolerance activity where and we'll, we'll count down so we'll like put the toothbrush in the mouth and we'll like uh, like scrub one area of the mouth and count down uh, from five so five four three two one and then be done let them play for like 10 seconds and then be and then go in and go on another side and do that until all areas of the mouth are are clean so they can have that countdown they know it's going to end soon um it's not that big a deal they get to play uh you're reinforcing you're praising them the whole time and then pretty soon you can start to like uh, do entire sections of the mouth all together so instead of like that five seconds maybe it's 10 seconds and you do the whole top of the mouth Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know, you take a break and you do the whole bottom of the mouth. And then pretty soon you're able to put the whole top and the bottom of the mouth and we're going the whole time, uh, you know, and maybe you do a 30-second a countdown or whatever and or whatever that ends up being and how that ends up working. But you can, like, you can build that behavior up. And going back to the little bit ago you mentioned how holding their elbows or just helping them hand over hand – what if that's where a lot of the fighting is happening, where the, a lot of the screaming and they're they're hitting and they're, you know, smacking on the table or they're 
just getting out of hand while you're trying to help and that's where this issue is coming from yeah and like the the biggest question I have there is like is is the behavior happening because they don't like the help um, I, and I have had kids like that where like the fastest way to get them to have a problem in, in complying with what you want them to do is um, starting to help them to do it um, in which case um, you probably know that that's the case and uh, there are better ways to prompt that, whether that would be verbally or um, or like gesturing to the side and letting them go through the motions in doing that. Um, or if the problem if the problem is just them wanting to escape the entire thing and then you making them do that causes that greater inflammation. Um, that is that is something that that you might also need to work through, and I and I think in those instances, um, knowing where your child is at, and if if it's the case where we're like, I'm not going to do this, and you can't make me do this, uh, and then you start making them do it because brushing their teeth is a really really important skill, and then they start fighting you on it, uh, that would be where I would break things up to like, okay, what where are they now? Could they tolerate the toothbrush in their mouth? Okay, they can do that. Could they tolerate uh, brushing their teeth for 10 seconds? Okay, they could do that. Okay, awesome. Maybe the expectation is 15 seconds. And then we have them take a break where they can have a short duration of a preferred activity. And then you have them go back and do it again. And then you have them go back and do it again. And so that might be that might be a way that you could like break that up for a child who uh, really is struggling to complete a teeth, brush, teeth brushing routine uh, by looking at where they're really at and where like what the next baby step would be up from that without making that too overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that might take more time, but I think World War Three or how that's being described is is probably taking a great deal of time and doesn't seem very safe. So um, that might be that might be worth it. And then, you know, with the idea in mind that like as uh, they get used to the idea of like, okay, this is only going to be a very short time, then I can get right back to what I was doing. Uh, this isn't a big deal. That might be, um, you know, where you kind of keep things, you know, and where you move forward from there. Yeah. And for those that have this as the end of the bedtime routine and it just happens, they do everything else great. It's just the toothbrush mm-hmm. um, or the teeth brushing routine part that makes them so frustrated and upset. Uh, what what would be the cir- circumstance with that? Yeah, I and like once again, my question, my question would be like, OK, so like if if the end of the routine is coming and they know that the next thing is sleeping and they don't want to go to sleep, is the problem really teeth brushing? Could you do teeth brushing in a different order? And this is like for all of them, like, could you avoid the whole problem if you had them do teeth brushing in the middle of the routine? And so with that idea, if putting on pajamas is first routine, a couple other things, putting away your toys or whatever, and toothbrush is the last part of the routine so we switch it up and we do toothbrush first then put on our pajamas what if they learn to start now hating putting on pajamas because it's all about the expectation is we do this and then it's bedtime Mm -hmm. so I don't want another blow up with putting on pajamas you know I don't want to just switch out 
the uh, the thing that they tantrum about. Yeah, right. Well, what they're really tantruming about is not wanting to go to bed, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe the answer is uh, not having the routine end in them going to bed. Maybe they do, like you know, like I said before, maybe they do get you know, five extra minutes. If they do a good job, they get five extra minutes on a, you know, preferred, insert preferred activity here. Um, You know, they get, you know, five more minutes or 10 more minutes of playtime. Or maybe they can have more iPad time, but it's always in the bed before mom kisses us goodnight or whatever, whatever that looks like. Um, And so how can you make that more, how can you break that up? Like if the problem is uh, at the, because it's at the end of a routine that they've gotten used to and they no longer, you know, they, they are now associating teeth brushing with having to go to bed, which they do not prefer. That's an easy thing to like teach them that that is not necessarily the case. You know what I mean? So so you can easily teach like, oh, okay, well, when you get done brushing your teeth, then you can have more iPad. I bet you that's going to make brushing teeth more preferred mm-hmm. if that if they like that activity. Um, so if, if there's a way that you could like break that up um, and then, you know, whatever you can do to help bedtime activity become, you know, more preferred. Uh, whether that's like, you know, if, if you're having troubles getting your child to transition into uh, into bed, for instance, uh, having them transition with, with the iPad where you're like, okay, well, it's time for bed. You know what? Why don't we bring the iPad with us? And like, you can keep watching your little show and we're going to get in bed and you can keep watching. Oh, sure. You can watch for two more minutes. That sounds awesome. And then you, you know, you may be like, okay, we're done with the iPad. It's time for story time. And you read them a little story and then you like talk to them and tuck them in and like, you know, give them some tickles or something, and then you kiss them goodnight, and then you're done. Uh, and if that works, then then that could be a good way to like transition while using uh, using that reinforcer. So they're not just like the stark like it's time for bed, all fun is over. You have to like go do this mm-hmm. thing now. You know what I mean? Not making that so stark and yeah. terrible. Yeah. And if there's more behavior afterwards, after we are rewarded with the five extra minutes. And then it's finally bedtime, but yet we're still screaming and stuff. That's probably a whole nother thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, um, and there would be a whole bunch of extra questions that I would want to ask there um, and different ideas that I might have based on the information that would be given by by that parent for that specific child. But yeah, like that would probably be more related to, I really hate sleeping. I'd really just rather play all the time. Um, and every child, I think, has those, those moments where they really um, struggle with either bedtime or, or waking up or whatever it might be. Um, and not always the same thing works for every child Mm -hmm. but there's there's tips and tricks that you can do to ease like transitioning from those times uh or or to those those times that are more difficult yeah awesome well this has been super helpful and thank you so much for your help yeah you bet For those that tuned in, thanks so much for listening. If you have a question you'd like us to talk about, please send it to us at famframing at gmail.com. That's F-A-M-F-R-A-M-I-N-G at gmail.com. Also check out our social media for more great tips and resources. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next week.